Hey Siri, give me H-Town soccer. Talking all things Houston Dynamo FC. This is the official Dynamo Theory Podcast. We are Forever Orange. What up, H-Town? Welcome to another episode of the official Dynamo Theory Podcast. My name is Rudy Segura. We have another good and fun time, hopefully, in the making here. So we are joined by Cristian Putelias. What's up, Christian? What to do, what to do. What's up, everybody? Welcome back. And Rodrigo Segura. How you doing, bro? Rodrigo Segura, you got my full name out there. I'm good. How's everyone else doing? I'm all right. And uh, we are joined... But I guess that I think a lot of people ask when he joins for him to keep coming back for whatever reason. It's like, no, let's not bring the boss man more often. But he's here, the one and only Dustin with a Y, Richardson. What's up, man? El Jefe. That's what, the, that's what they call me. <laughs> right. So, man, we're here to talk some more Dynamo. I know it seems kind of rough being that we know that we eliminated a couple of weeks back. We lost our head coach. There's been so much on the negative happening but i guess guys you know how, how you guys seen the dynamo just overall dustin we'll start with you and then i do have some questions that we'll touch on real quick as well man i don't know it's kind of like you know just playing out the string of things um i don't know if there's a lot that you're gonna take from these last few games i mean they played lafc pretty good in the first half um they played skc pretty well um they played new england really well but you know is bundy going to be the coach next year probably not are a lot of these guys that are playing right now going to be here next year probably not so it's hard to it's hard to really you know it's kind of like you're just well let's just get to the end of the season and start (laughs) start getting into off-season moves because it's it's like dead man walking it's just well here's the dynamo for another game and guys that are wearing orange shirts that probably won't wear them ever again somebody didn't somebody in the somebody was calling the game was talking about memos last games possibly or something like that no i think someone asked that question on the presser because it was uh oh. and i'm yeah, gonna ask him who was it someone the asked goal. him in the pressure i don't know who it was because i wasn't on i'm there. gonna it say like, it was victor just our, our buddy <laughs> our boy victor our boy victor, victor will go in and ask some good questions but yeah they the press conference was what like a midnight sunday night man i i barely made it through the game and i sent that graphic and unlike dustin was already knocked out probably minute one so it it was it was it was a hard pill to follow or to swallow especially after knowing you were already three down three one basically oh yeah 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 they asked memo a couple of questions about his future they said um um, whether he's under contract for next season and he said i have an option so i'm not sure it's really up to the club <laughs> Damn. and then they asked him if he uh if he's thought about that this might be his last games with the dynamo and he said no i just stay focused and finish on a good note and stay positive anything can happen in this business but i'm focused 100 with this club i've been here for a long time and i'm focused 100 percent I mean, and we and we sound like we're the downers. I mean, dude, there's two games left, and they're already telling this guy goodbye. I mean, it's kind of awful, right? <laughs> but uh, 
Was it called? But with that being said, it's realistic three. though. Yeah. Well, no, of course, of course. But let it let it finish out at this point, man. Like the guy's just here to do a presser, and it's too late, man. When's like, the last time he out. did a presser? What, what else do you what, want? La- when's the last time he did a presser? You know what I mean? Like, poor guy. You know, you he, he just want to be there, like be a part of it. And then they're telling him, "It's like, hey, what's up, man? Or did you already sure put your resume? Draws- Is your I'm resume sure already like, up to date?" One. For Indeed or Monster.com, like, dude, that, that's a bit rough. I don't know. <laughs> He's like, you, I mean, you who filling wouldn't out want a... to do presser at this point? Yeah. He's like, you you filling out applications already, or uh, is it too early? <laughs> yeah, exactly, man. But uh, well, we'll start a little different this time. We have a few uh, questions, um, and uh, there's three, and I think we'll 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 start with Rodrigo. This question's for you, man, but. Uh, Kate, I hate that there's not a true name, but Kaysen says, why won't they start Nelson? And I am thinking it's Quinones that he's talking about, because if it's a goalkeeper, uh, I mean, granted, I don't know. They did sign a, uh, what is it? They, didn't they bring up, what's his name? Pennenberg? Uh, for yeah, a short, month, mm-hmm. yeah, for a short, and he didn't month. even make the bench. Yeah, he, he just traveled with the team just in case. But Rodrigo, free trip to L.A. Why won't they start Nelson? This point of the season, there's no point. I mean, plus you're paying people to actually – you're actually paying money to other players that might as well get something out of it. But, know, but if this to is the ground. Quinones, I mean, if this is Quinones, not, not – That's what I'm saying. If this is okay. Quinones, that's what I'm saying. Just run the, you know, Fafa to the ground, <laughs> whatever you have left. You know, um, I I feel like – the project is basically dead at this point to like do a whole restart. So I, Kenny Bundy is not going to look at this player and be like, yeah, this is a player I want for next season. No, this is the club as a whole looking at just do whatever you need to make us a competitive, not com- competitive t- games um, per se for the remaining ones. And after that, like win or lose, just don't get destroyed six zero or whatever it would be. But I don't know. There's not much to it. And if it's Nelson, I mean, sure, you want to get him some minutes, but I feel like I would kind of put maybe Steve a little bit uneasy of like, hey, you brought me here, but I get it that you want to move forward with a different goalkeeper later on. I don't know. just feel like it's who you're paying and minutes-wise doesn't really matter at this well, point. Well, and I think that's the, and the, the big picture that people forget. You know, you are literally starting a whole new – uh i guess what phase right i mean you got rid of your coach you know all the players that he brought in may not necessarily fit whatever the new coach wants so it's it's a vicious circle because you know players that we saw with those maybe you know <laughs> apart from taguino you know for taguino but you know he's most likely not going to be here but you know you had michael dos santos obviously nelson quinones uh, you know, some bright stars that that seem like they were kind of going to fit in for the future of the project. But that project is gone. Like now it's a whole new new project. But I mean, Christian Quinones has looked like a player that could be here for for the long run. Right. So what are your thoughts, man? Stardom? Nah. I mean, there's only two games left in the season. I mean, to be honest, I re- <laughs> I rather see Nelson Quinones than Baird. Um I mean, that's an easy one right there. If you're talking about the goalkeeper, I think it's dumb because, I mean, you would you want to play your best guys. Therefore, you would want Nelson Quinones in for Baird. 
Um, but yeah, and I think also, I mean, they're already pulling the plug on this uh, Brazil Dynamo thing, you know, with Seca, Thiago, mm-hmm. Nagamura. I think all of them might be on their way out. Um, it's just speculation. Well, Thiago, for sure, he's he's leaving for sure. Obviously, Nagamura got kicked out. Seca is the only guy that is still like, you know, we'll, we'll see what we do with him. But I think Dorsey right now has obviously taken the spot. So obviously the Brazil Dynamo has been uh, pull the plug on that. I, I was I short, man. That. I mean, we had the yeah. Honduras Dynamo for <laughs> quite a long time, and we probably upgraded with the Brazilians. And I think you know that wasn't really the case, Dustin. So you know, what was your outlook as well, man? I, I Christian mentioned Seca, and Seca looked pretty awful when he came in the last game. But you know. Just just on that on the project and and Quinones, should would you start on the like the next two games? I think it's hard too because like we're looking at we're looking at an interim head coach and in Kenny Bundy who's kind of auditioning right, not auditioning not only for the Houston Dynamo and Pat Onstead and Asher and Ted Siegel but auditioning for you know teams all across the country or teams you know North America teams wherever. So, you know, is he going to play Fafa and Corey Baird or is he going to play this, you know, 20 year old Colombian who doesn't really have a lot of soccer at this level? Um, I, I mean, from a from a, you know, growing the team and seeing what you have. Yeah, you probably want to st- start Quinones, but I can also see, you know, from Kenny's perspective, it's like, hey, I want to I want to like make this team look good make me look good so i'm gonna start these you know veteran type guys that are gonna gonna kind of give us the best chance to win and you know quinones probably isn't that but he's also probably a guy that you can throw out there for 60 minutes because you want to see what he has but is kenny gonna is kenny gonna take away you know his valuable he's got basically a five game audition is he gonna throw away some of those valuable games just to you know get Nelson Quinones ready when Kenny might not even be coaching him anymore. It's it, yeah, it's a, it's a tough place to be in, but for Zeka, I mean, yeah, he can go. Yeah. I, it's hard to, it's hard to not beat out Zarek Valentin and Griffin Dorsey and he managed to do that. So, I mean, on that alone, yeah, just bye. Yeah. And, and, and the other perspective, I think Dorsey's won plenty of points to just show that he could be, you know, a death player for a team, whether it be Houston. I mean, there's not a lot there. So maybe he does get that, you know, second string uh, as a right back or elsewhere as well. But yeah, and Dorsey, you know. Dorsey's 23. Yeah. Like, it's like, like you look at it, Dorsey, you know, and you're like, Oh, that guy's like 28, 29. He's been around for a while. Like he turns 24 at the beginning of next season. So he's still like mm-hmm. an actual, you know, I mean, he should probably be in his prime at this point, but he's still kind of growing and learning things. And he's kind of, he never really played right back until what last year tab was kind of throwing him in as a right back for some games. So I mean, maybe, heck, heck, maybe you turn Griffin Dorsey into a decent MLS player. And, and I mean, all his games have been with the Dynamo. You know, you talk about, you know, he should be in his prime. And, you know, obviously he was with, with Toronto, if I'm not mistaken. But we he got his MLS debut with the Dynamo and he's played, you know, uh, a few different positions for the Dynamo. So here, here's another uh, Christian. Did, did you have a thought? I, I see you like holding onto that mic, like for dear life over there. 
but <laughs> no, is is I'm on the mute button because I this this might picks up all the noises, so I don't want okay. you guys hear me crack my fingers and then you know throw nice. you off. Well, and you know, kind of continue up on the toad or fart. Yeah, <laughs> you hear that a ghost is like you farted. Yeah, you seen that video? Freaking hilarious. Anyways, uh, but going to into you know the future, right? And we'll start with you, Christian, on this question that uh, Alex Reyes asked, and he says, "Do you think Palomino will want to come back next season? If so, why?" I think it's kind of like a funny question in a way. Like, does he want to come back? And are you do you want a job still yes right so christian you know just your thoughts on that question yeah so when i first saw the question um oh shit sorry uh when i first saw the question uh i the thing the only thing that kind of came to my mind was like you know what if the dynamo don't offer palomino a contract for the like well i guess he does have a contract for the first team but uh like a spot in the in the first team right um I, you know, personally, I'm going I'm to put it out there. I guess everybody knows. I don't know if I said it or not, but I'm going to go ahead and say it. Uh, Palomino is a great guy. Cool dude. You know, we've had him on the show and stuff like that. But to me personally, to me, this is this is me. And, you know, you can come at me, Palomino. It's all good. Uh, you know, no disrespect. He's a great player. You know, he'll chop the shit out of me. But he he to me, he's not 100% ready for the first team, you know. I think he still needs uh, to grow in some areas, but I think, I mean, honestly, he, it's, it's so hard because obviously he doesn't get the minutes to go against, uh, you know, first player teams, I guess we could say like that MLS teams, but with, you know, maybe with a U.S. open cup coming up, you know, next year, I don't know, maybe more competitions and stuff like that. He'll have, I feel like he'll have more time to show himself on it. Obviously, this whole uh, Dynamo Dos experience was for them to put themselves out there. And if he didn't do it, if he didn't, if he didn't get called up, it was for a reason. Right. And I feel like obviously he's going to have to keep on working, but I don't think he's at the position, you know, at how old is he like 20 years old? I don't, I really don't know, but he's he's very, yeah, he's one, I guess he's, he's getting older, but I, I still don't think he's at the position where he is the one dictating you know, moves for himself. I know he's, you know, you have to look, uh, you know, for your career and stuff like that. But I, me personally, I don't think any MLS team will pick him up at this moment. Damn. So there's no reason for you to leave, especially, you know, considering that the Dynamo, hopefully, you know, in the near future, you know, we, we're going to be going up, uh, you know, when it comes to success and everything like that. So, you know, why not stick with it and, and maybe, you know, earn a position there, uh, pull, something like memo rodriguez did you know in a way that you know fight from the bottom earn your spot and then kind of become a a roster uh guy you know obviously you know memo hasn't shined you know as well as much as we wanted him to you know he's just like a middle of the you know whatever that word is you know he's just in the middle floating he's which he's which, which is okay right i think teams yeah. have players like that yeah but i think palomino see him sees oh well, i don't know i'm speaking out of my ass now but i think he sees himself as a like as a not a star but like somebody that can be you know a uh the guy a, a playmaker yeah exactly a guy a number 10 a guy that can carry a team and stuff like that. and i mean we've seen it with dos i mean free kicks he's a he's a g at that but ha- has he carried those on his back you know that those are the questions that you have to ask yourself you know how has he been with his actual team that he's been playing with you know was he a captain 
you know, in and outside of the field? Was he the one putting the team on his back? Was he creating? Was he making chances other than the free kicks, you know, that he scored and he has a bunch of them, you know, but those are like set pieces. Those are pieces that is basically you and, you know, a training ground basically uh, out of out of that. To finish that and transition yes. to right. Go ahead. Video, yes, go for it. I was going to say. <laughs> I'll keep this talking. Score, this score, you know, an off or, you know, a, uh, with his left foot actually outside of the box. So there, there's there's some flashes. But Rodrigo, you know, your thoughts on, on the Palomino experience and do you think he'll be here next season? I feel like it's all going to determine if Memo's going to be here. I feel like this is like the same position same player almost that you either have memo or you have palomino you can have both um and you know to what christian is saying about would anybody pick him up just said with the dynamo I mean, don't you have st louis coming up and don't they get like some picks from our team as well i mean if they've been playing with the dose and they're in there they might as well just look at players and be like hey this guy you know might be a good um bench player for us or something like that and I'm sure he would love to go and actually be, you know, even a bench player that can be put into the game rather than just hit the bench and know that you're just going to play for those for a while. But yeah, like, like Kristen said, he's a great guy. He's a good enough player um, not to be on the first team yet, but to keep on trying to maybe win a spot. Sure. But I think it's going to depend if Memo's going to still be here or not. I feel like you can't have both. I don't know. Those are my thoughts. Yeah. And, you know, to close it out, Dustin, you know, let you dissect that that topic a little bit. Yeah. I, I mean, he, he's 20. Memo's uh, not Memo. Palomino's 21. So, like, and he's homegrown. So, you know, I mean, I, I don't think it makes sense to let him leave. You know, like he basically doesn't count anything on the cap because he's homegrown. Um, he he's now with MLS Next Pro. I feel like they, this has been the thing that guys like Palomino have been needing. You know, he has a place now to kind of play and develop and and right alongside the first team. Basically, you can train with the first team, play with those, or you know, a combination of that. So, I mean, is he is he the the number 10, the number eight that the Dynamo are going to be, you know, relying on next season in MLS? Probably not. Um, unless you're going into like a full on rebuild and just tearing the entire organization down. But um, I mean, I think like Christian was saying, he, you're kind of seeing some deficiencies with him in his game um, that maybe a lot of people don't want to point out because, we all like Palomino. you know he's a great dude he's a local dude he's super awesome with fans and everything um and that's those are the kind of guys you want to root for and it's like the same thing with memo you know like people have been like desperate for these homegrown these these local kids like you know like fc dallas as much as we hate them they have like a dominant pipeline of homegrowns and young kids and they're sending them to europe and they're sending them to the u.s men's national team and all kinds of stuff. So it's like we, you know, we want that. And that goes that goes even deeper into the club and the, the fan base and the attendance and all that. You know, you have some Houston kids who are who turn into stars. Like that's how you that's how you build, that's how you get PNC Stadium full every week. That's how you 
build a very loyal fan base, you start turning out a bunch of these Houston kids because there's a few kids in Houston that play soccer. Um, so, I mean, you have a very large pool of kids to pull from. And, you know, even if you can hit on 1% of them, you're still talking about tons of kids. And, you know, if Palomino can be one of those, that would be great. But we'll see. Yeah, and I think that conversation obviously goes into, you know, Palomino, Juan Castilla, obviously Brooklyn Reigns is a young guy that, you know, not a Houston native, but, you know, homegrown guy playing with those. Danny Rios, there's Beto Avila, you know, those kids that they've been hyped up to an extent, and we do get to watch a few of them play often. So now we want to know if they can, you know, play with the big boys. If they, you know, we, you're right, Dustin, we don't expect any of these guys to be like, you know, the guy next season, right? I mean, it would be shocked if they they get even starting minutes, you know, more than anything. But seeing Palomino throughout the season, at least be on the bench, I think it's a good sign because, in my, in my opinion, there's a lot of players that already, you know, were the position that he plays was basically split between Memo, um, some and uh, Memo uh, DQ, and sometimes we would see Ache Ache lately play or Coco. So it, it's really difficult to you know squeeze in into that rotation um, with, with those players there. But again, there's going to be people out, and so we may we may get to see him more often. Christian, did you want to add anything else before I move into the next one? I uh, yeah, I mean just to clarify that I do like Palomino and I root for Palomino and I wanted Palomino to succeed. And like Dustin was saying, we root for the Houston kids, you know, yeah. for the Houston, you know, for our people. We that's why we like Paul Wall so much. <laughs> you know, like we we want to root for our people. So it's not like we're just like it's not that I, I want to trash on him. I would you know, I want to see him succeed and, and become the star that you know he can, you know, and hopefully will. So that that's it love you <laughs> <laughs> and i mean definitely we've seen it the opposite we've seen a lot of home crumbs come and go and and they say they're ready you know the, the club says they're ready and they set them up for failure as well right i mean we've seen that happen in the past but uh the next question now it's by oscar and he asks um now that we are at the end did you all expect to be in this position? So I'm assuming he's talking about the standings. Uh, so we'll start with with uh, Dustin because, you know, we joke around. Dustin's a pessimistic guy, but I think he's really the realistic guy. Uh, and I think you were pretty close, weren't you, from uh, your predictions early in the season? Of- I think I picked them to be like 11th or 12th in the Western Conference. We'll, we'll have We'll we'll definitely publish our uh, preseason picks again at the, at the end of the season, so people can laugh of it, laugh at us. But I mean, honestly, I they are where I thought they would be. Uh, I mean, they 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 made some moves this season. Uh, obviously, Sebas has been good. Um, I, I feel like Sebas has been kind of under the radar. Like ten goals in your first season in MLS. Is, is solid, you know, Without especially on this space. team. Yeah, <laughs> especially on a team with, I mean, not a lot of help for him. So, I mean, Sebas, you signed Sebas, you signed Herrera, he came in the middle of the year. But there was just, there's just, there was so many holes still that I, when I looked at this team, it was like, there are so many teams in the Western Conference that are, are really good. LAFC, you know, obviously, I don't think anyone saw Austin being as good as they are. But uh, Dallas picked up Velasco. They picked up Ariola. Um, there's just so many 
good teams in the Western Conference, it was going to be hard for them to week in and week out compete with them. And that's what we saw, you know, as the season goes on, you start having to test your depth and you're, uh, you know, you're playing three games a week and you start to see like you're running Darwin Seren out there, nothing against Serendino, but um, it's just, <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like they are about what I thought they would be. I mean, did I think that Nagamura would be fired this season in his first year? I definitely did not see that coming. But um, as far as results on the field, I definitely felt they would struggle this year. Yeah, it's funny that you mentioned the Nagamura thing because I laughed and said, it can't get any worse. This season can't get any worse. It has been much worse, you know, the la- than the last couple of years. I mean, right now we're sitting in thir- 13th place, which was – last place last year so i mean you know san jose can obviously pass us and we can end up being dead last at 14 so you know you lost your coach not even in the you know full season uh yeah it, it could be worse but christian man your thoughts on i can't remember where you said it was gonna end i think it wasn't gonna make the playoffs but uh but man your thoughts on on what it's looking like right now you know closer to the end i think uh I think my prediction was us getting to the last week, like match week, fighting for for a spot, but and you know eventually not making it to the playoffs, but at least you know having a chance of, you know, like it's one of those like you have to win and three other teams have to lose and then two teams have to tie, you know, the, one of those situations. But you know, you come in, you know, being kind of hopeful. Uh, obviously, I did not expect us to be this, you know, kind of just this terrible. Um, you know, not great, but not terrible. Hey, I um, found it. If you want me to help you out, there you go. Um, Throw it out there. Tenth, See, tenth place, tenth place in the West. That's where you had them at. Which, you know, it yeah. was, it was, you know, optimistic, right? Yeah, it's like you're fighting with with like the three other that are on top of you. You know, for that last spot, basically. And I mean, cons- like Dustin, look at all the teams that you have on the West. Like, like you can just name five on top of your head that, you know, for sure are going to make the playoffs. And then the rest have to like fight for the remaining two spots. Like that's literally the West, you know, it's just like, well, are you good? Or it's, are you, you know, Seattle, Portland, LAFC, uh, whoever the fuck, you know, like, are you one of those? No. Okay. Well then let's see how your competition is. And then you're like, oh, well you have Real Salt Lake who surprisingly has been strong. You have like, Colorado that sometimes they want to be great sometimes they don't Minnesota's you know? been good out of nowhere sometimes yeah. yeah and then Austin shows up and they're like oh you know this year we're going to compete for for everything and you're like what, what's going on you know Dallas they were like we're going to spend money this time around and you're like wait what, what's going on like nobody told yeah. me all these things but I mean if you were if there's one thing that to look at one positive thing that is still it's kind of funny is that you know how we did the countdown to the double digit wins and we're at number you know we're at nine wins for the season which it's crazy because i don't think uh, like we we're over here just wanting to win 10 games in eight as what no i know know, out of 34 games you're like we just want to win 10 that's it which i think we we won what four two years ago and three last year something like that that's that's stupid that's like that's not, bro. That's terrible. Winning two games out of thirty-four, like you are trash. It's like straight yeah. up, we are just clapping 
just trying to get out of bed like come on man get out of bed come on you're so close you know that's well, basically where we're let at. me throw let me throw out a quick question you know before we move on do you guys think we get to win number 10 with the there's only two games and we got to win one more i mean once at home <laughs> i'm gonna say yes I, i'm just gonna say yes for the heck of it I'm gonna be my pessimistic self and say no. I, <laughs> they they have they have known they have been known to screw up the galaxy season though. It's like what was it like two or three seasons in a row they knocked them out like the last uh, game of the season. So it would not surprise me if they if they beat the galaxy on that last uh, that last game at home and, and screwed up their uh, their playoffs. Yeah, I'm feeling that too. I think that could happen, and I don't know. We'll see. Then wasn't Salt Lake or somebody. Um... What's the other one? KC or SKC? The ones that like score last minute and they got knocked out because of that. I don't know. But anyways, I'm pretty sure we can try to do something like that. Yeah. It, I think it, at this point, like you just want to do that. Like <laughs> that's we your, don't make it. Yeah, I don't make it kind of thing. It gets as your your highlight of those the season, basically. Oh my god, at least for Dynamo Theory, because I've been keeping up with the wins. So <laughs> But you don't even want to get into my predictions. My yeah, predictions yeah, no, no, no. Here we go. First, Rodrigo said we were going full disclosure. Wait, 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 wait. Full disclosure. I was promised. I was promised. I was promised Messi. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. No, no. This, this is this it's is not where, pretty. We're gonna give Rodrigo hey. props because when we recorded the the preview, he did mention that September is gonna be a very sad month, and he was dead on right. <laughs> I mean, we fire our coach. Uh, it, it just has looked worse in September. But Rodrigo, you know, for the fans to kind of laugh at you when they listen to this, uh, you did put the team in fourth place in the West. Let's go. <laughs> you, and ah, so you know optimism. optimism you really you really like you know you um what how they say you uh you were hooked by pat onstead's uh powerpoint presentation lies, lies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the, he heard about the zeka signing he was like this guy's like Thiago was gonna this guy's like Danny elvis <laughs> he's like he's his name is taguino taguino ronaldinho we're good man we're I was sold on that, man. I was like, damn, we got a superstar in the making. So then we get it right at midseason. Damn, we're going to be like on top. Oh, man. So I guess yeah, top of top of San Jose. That's it. This question is perfect for you, man, because, you know, did you... Hey, it, it gets worse, though, because if you if you look at um, who I predicted to win it all, I think it was um, or Supporter Shield. I think I said Toronto. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i don't don't i i did too i did too and no, Stradamus over here. once once i looked at my my two there's like two predictions i did one of them was toronto was gonna win it and then the other one was insignia was gonna be a bus like right there from the beginning make no sense you know as like insignia was a bus but at the end of the day we didn't do toronto was never gonna win it but anyways Rodrigo, so you're you know, this, this question is perfect for you because clearly you did not expect to be in this position in the beginning of the no, year. I expected maybe, but I just didn't want to face the reality here. So you were lying to yourself. That's what happens, man. So, yeah. So just expand, I guess, on, on your thoughts of just, you know, the end of the season, man. On the end of the man, it's 
let no, nah, I don't even want to throw that out there. I've been, I was gonna say, I've been to a couple of Dallas games in the end of the season. That's how bad it is. <laughs> Damn, dog. <laughs> We Man, lost another actually, one, ladies and gentlemen. He wanted we to go see some one. good soccer. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, it was LAFC and LA Galaxy. So, oh know. man, look at Both you! You're a California but, kid now, right? No, I'm a I'm a Mexico supporter guy. Like, gotta gotta go to Chicha and uh, Bella. But oh man, end the season. Yeah, man. Like I said, September kind of shot us down with the whole Nagamura out. And I don't know, maybe maybe one of those um trolls on Twitter was actually like Ted posting the Nagamura out. <laughs> and then they're like, hey, dude, this guy said it. You might want to look into it. <laughs> and they're like, yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, man. <laughs> uh, but hilarious. it's been bad. Is it going to get worse next year? Shit. At this point, maybe. <laughs> can we? Like, I remember last year we were they're, like, they keep adding no teams, so we can't just keep getting lower. Like, <laughs> yeah, St. Like, Louis bro. is in the West, right? So, I mean, we can. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <sighs> well, back to back, bottom of the freaking table. Hey, we still then... haven't we still haven't won the spoon yet, though. Yeah, like, that that's when is seriously. that's when you know, like Cincinnati won what. Two or three in a row, the yeah. first couple of years. Those like, memes were hilarious. Like the at least we like, haven't gotten to that level. The the uh, the little um, what's it called? The little what what was it? The little medallion or whatever? The little medal on itself. <laughs> at least that if we are not that bad. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we're we're close. But yeah, it just keeps well, getting worse. I mean, D- DC DC got it. Yeah. And and again, you know, we can we can sit here and do a whole episode of how far, you know, back we fell just by the lack of investment on the team, on the uh, academy. <laughs> there was only what, like 14 teams now is double that, you know, now now you have to fight against, you know, teams that once uh, uh, really smart guys said. Starting in third base, right, Austin FC, uh, with, with just the money that uh, is being poured into those teams, Atlanta. Like, there's just so many teams investing from the very get-go. <laughs> and just now, you know, we got an owner that is willing to to uh, spend some money. Um, guys, so obviously we're, we're, uh, we're on an international break for a little bit. Uh, we do have quite a few guys out on international duty i think overall if i'm not mistaken it was 10 10 players and uh a couple of them was was his andre gato and it's a guitar or guitar guitar i always want to say gato man andre gato. it's like cake you know in french um but yeah it is yes don't, don't look at me G- just google guitar? gato yeah i'm pretty sure gato is cake in french uh, that's you know high school French three. <laughs> let's know. let's rely on on uh, Rudy's memory of like fifteen years ago. <laughs> Man, it yeah, it it, it still works. <laughs> but but yeah, no. So like obviously we have a few guys out. Obviously uh, a couple of them are uh, Hector Herrera. So we'll start with him. Your thoughts, Christian? You know, this guy hasn't played in, what, the last two, three games. Uh, apparently, you know, he's – Jugio's trying to get his right leg uh, to get Exodia going. 
But, uh, you know, he hasn't been playing, and now he's with Tata Martino and Mexican national team. Would you be surprised if you see the guy, you know, starting and playing and however many friendlies that, that they're planning to play? I mean, I I don't know. You should know. You're the Mexican. But I, I don't know. I mean, I think he I, he's obviously going to play. I mean, he, isn't he wanting to play, right? I mean, the whole reason he hasn't played for the Dynamo is because he wants to play for Mexico. And these are the last two, like, or, or some of the last few games that, you know, these national teams have to get ready for the World Cup. So I think they're going to have to, like, put them out there to to kind of como acomodarse or whatever the word is, uh, you know, to get, to get used to their fellow mates that they don't see because, you know, they're playing in Europe or wherever they're playing at. And, I mean, he's going to have to play, you know, a good amount of minutes, especially being the captain, being one of the – being one of the main guys over there and i mean he didn't play over here so might as well just at least we can watch him play over there and and see if he can at least do good over there because over here i mean he was just eh. i mean yeah and, and i mean team Rod- around him so rodrigo yeah, you know like obviously what i was um what i meant to with you know hector herrera is just the fact that he's pretty much been sitting out and now you know it looks like he's he's with the national team and, and obviously to me it looks kind of bad that he'll go and play not that just because it's like, dude, if you're available at the end of the day, why are you not playing for the team? But anything you want to add on that? If not, uh, we'll let Dustin get some. I feel like mentally he already had checked out, especially after losing or not winning in what, six games in a row. And then he had that supposedly injury. I feel like, yeah, his priority now is the World Cup. He wants to play at least one more. And even if he played, I mean, I mean, we saw him play for, what, six games? And they only drew one and won one, I think. Yeah. Or seven games. Um, and after that, like, how how much – if he already did as much as he could there, what else is he going to do? True. You know, I feel like physically he's going to be like, they expect me to play at least 90 minutes. And by them, I mean the fans. <laughs> yeah. At this point, you know, you don't, probably don't want to play that many minutes when your team's not going to the playoffs. You're not helping the team. There's no relegation. You know, if it was relegation, you expect them to play like, hey, you know, we need to stay up. But I feel like all those factors just kind of go into effect of like, yes, he's still fit to play. He's probably been training on his own or training with the team, but to a lesser extent. And now with Mexico, I mean, I, I, literally today I saw pictures of him smiling on actually training. So it's just like, you know, he's fit. He's obviously going to play. We're, I'm sure uh, Tata's probably going to give him a good, you know, 60 minutes in those two games or so. I at least expect that. But yeah. No, I'm, I'm kind of excited because you said, honestly, the best thing that could happen too, he starts recruiting some of those guys or – you know, if the Tata Martino, uh, you know, maybe coaching hire is going to happen. That's another, you know, boost that we can get for sure. Um, Dustin, uh, you know, you can touch on Ache Ache if you want. But I was going to say, you know, I think two big ones here uh, from this call out is obviously Sebastian Ferreira. Like you mentioned, you know, the guys kind of gun under the radar, scoring goals, you know, kind of becoming uh the striker that we need for how the lack of uh help that he's received is pretty incredible and second Coco Karaskia right I mean the the midfield maestro keeps playing better and better 
the thing that is scary with Coco, it seems every time he goes on international duty, he ends up coming back injured. And that's the scary part. But yeah, man, just add on on those three for now. And actually throwing Pupusa power in there. Seren is going as well with the uh with the senior team. So man, yeah. So it Coco's assist on Sunday, if I could like put that on a poster i would hang it in my room that was like one of the best passes i've ever seen like not even joking that was make it just... a, make it an nft bro 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 <laughs> we're about to sell some cocoa nfts man no, that, that that pass was insane though it now was... that you mentioned that we're gonna have to put like remember the one that uh Ache Ache gave to ferreira and that one kind of like together yeah put it out were... for which one was the best one for the year you know yeah so quickly on herrera he's missed the last six games which is crazy. Like, I mean, and he came out with that article on ESPN. I don't know if you guys saw it about, you know, like her time at the Dynamo has it gone as planned. Like, well, yeah, no, no crap. <laughs> like, it's he, they've been bad and he's been hurt. And but he, but he did like uh, he did say in there like he, you know he knew it wasn't going to be easy and that was something that he signed up for. He wanted to be that's something that attracted him to Houston was being able to help and being able to kind of bring the sleeping giant back. So I, I, I think he was coming here this first season to get ready for the world cup and then we'll, we'll see going forward. So I don't really have an issue with him, but yeah, the, the other, the other guys for getting called up to uh, Paraguay, that's, that's big, you know, they're, they're a solid team in the world scheme of things same with coco i think too it's pretty um impressive that some of the young guys that got called up um like castilla got called up to colombia which is interesting because he's a kind of a dual one of those dual national kids who's um like us slash colombia and the fact that he's going to play for one of the colombian youth national teams is pretty interesting and a good thing for the dynamo you know you get you get these kids out there i know i think thor got called up for iceland's u21 or u23 something um and then valdez got called up right and i'm looking at the email yeah you have uh Joner, uh tau and soto got called up to the u17 yeah, savior valdez got called up to the uh dominican republic uh Joner, is a jo- joiner castillo to the yeah. national she so got a lot of young kids like a lot of dose kids and yeah. that just goes back to the whole you know development and getting getting some of these dose kids and these academy kids and starting to build some kind of pipeline some kind of promise and you see all these kids getting called up to national teams and darwin seren still kicking at the what 30 something <laughs> still He's working uh, on the most caps i, I will say, say it was disre- i was disrespectful though i think it was like el salvador's uh independence day or something the other day and mls posted like a graphic with like a giant picture of alex rolled on and then like darwin seren like over in the corner i was like yeah put some respect on darwin seren no kidding dude he has like the most caps for the national yeah alex rolled in like just showed up like a year ago yeah. <laughs> but when you said uh darwin uh darwin seren kicking like he's still kicking like you mean that literally he's still he literally kicking. will still kick pick kick people <laughs> He'll get red carded. <laughs> There's a good uh, chance yeah. he's picking up at least a yellow in any game. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he, that's that's just what he is, right? Like that's the Darwin Seren experience. 
Oh man, no, that's that's hey, hey, real quick, bringing it back to this um, Herrera national team and recruiting. That picture I was trying to show you guys, obviously, people listening, Herrera retweeted or reposted whatever a picture of Alexis Vega, which is the um, forward for guy. Chivas, and then his quote unquote best friend. Um, it's Uriel Antuna, who obviously played with the Galaxy at one point. But imagine that left wing, right wing with Herrera for the Dynamo. Like if he recruits that, I love how Antuna powerful the Galaxy. Of, yeah, of our offense that would be. And then you get you know on top you'll have Sebas. That you, would that would be one of those really guys. good man. One of those guys would be even bigger than Acheache, I think, just also, because of the attacking power. You know, and they're so young too. Yeah, like right, Antuna's what somebody like, that's actually gonna. You know, I think Antuna's twenty four and Vegas yeah. also twenty four. I think they're both young guys that have you know stepped it up for for pretty big teams in Mexico, and we've seen them you know just be kind of like that superstar that in the making. So those two guys are trying to get a spot for the World Cup. So again, same thing. You know, those guys make it into the World Cup, you pick up another. Mexican international that maybe won the World Cup. <laughs> JK. <laughs> hey, everybody get to get to first game. Yeah. <laughs> first first yeah. Rodrigo. The only thing we're gonna that... do is gonna beat Argentina. That's it. First, yeah, that's first, right. first Rodrigo <laughs> saying that the Dynamo are gonna finish fourth. And then Rudy over here saying that Mexico is gonna win the World Cup. Hey, this is perfect. We, we, have brothers, right? that we have We have an American outlaw in here. We have a Bolud <laughs> from Argentina. So, you know, we, we kind of have to keep it real here. But but let me, let me ask you this. Isn't it, like, surreal that a Mexican national team is playing for the Dynamo? <laughs> like, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah it you know, really is. Talk- like, the captain. Yeah. yeah, we couldn't believe it. Like, the, when it happened, like, me and Dustin were, were like, wh- like, it just, like, pinched me. Like, this isn't real. Like, <laughs> there's just no way. Like, as much as we've had, you know, as fans and as, you know, covering the team, you, the more you talk about getting a player like that and what it would mean to the city, just it seems unrealistic. I, and sa- sadly, had and didn't pan out this season. I, I, I don't know how much longer we're going to go. So, I'll, I, I just want to bring this up because you guys – being Mexican and knowing like Liga MX and stuff like we saw Seattle win the CCL this year. It was always like we they could never get over the hump of Mexican teams. It was always Mexican teams win it, Mexican teams win it. So like, is it is it completely out of the realm of possibility now that that Mexican guys see MLS as a good league, like somewhere where they would want to go and like, you know, live in America, live in America, be, you know, play in MLS. Is that something that like a guy like Alexis Vega, let's say, would look at and be like, yeah, this, this sounds cool. I want to do this. You can answer that, Rodrigo. (laughs) I mean, I want to say yes, you know, but I feel like they're going to be attracted to those attractive city cities, you know, like LA, Miami, you know, New York kind of thing like that. And plus, We've seen it before where you have a successful season and that also propels you to go to Europe. And I feel like that's everybody's goal at this point is playing Europe. Um, and it, I think it's maybe even harder for teams to get sold to European teams because they would want like, and they've said it before, you know, they've said it multiple times where a European team can go to South America and get three guys for 15 million 
where Mexico's trying to sell one guy for 15 million. Yeah. So, you know, when you sell it to the MLS, you're probably making a little bit of profit, but you know, this guy might come back to Liga MX. Um, or who knows, maybe they'll put a, which I feel like they should just put a sell clause like most other teams do, where if you do sell this player, we get a 10% profit out of it. Yeah, and- so that's a more a win-win, but it's always, I guess, the greed that if I could sell them for this much, I can get all the profit. Well, and I think apart from just Mexican players, I think, you know, be, you know, for Seattle to win this, um, you know, international or yeah, international cup, it's important because, you know, a lot, I mean, just take them for example, right. You have, um, and I'm just blanked on the guy's name, their striker from Peru. What's his Rui name? Diaz. Yeah. Rui Diaz. You know, he went into the game and then ended up going to Seattle now you're going to skip that. You're going to be like, dude, let me go to Seattle first, you know, or the MLS first. It's I think that that's also a thing that you have to you know look at, because for the longest time, you know, historically, players in uh, Central and South America, they go to Mexico first and use that to catapult themselves into Europe. And now, I mean, you know that the pairing is so close. I mean, why not go? I mean, we've seen obviously like Tati Castellanos, right? I think it's a good example that they brought got him super young, you know, with a big upside. I mean, they sold him for well, they ended up loaning him out uh, within the, the city group or whatever, which that's just a completely different thing. But at the same time, it's just a, a better way to actually show the guys that there is a possibility of making that jump to Europe. Yeah, Atlanta's Atlanta's doing it too. They've got like all these guys from south america they've got uh what's his face that just called called up to argentina um, almada uh, almada yeah. yeah and they sold Al- almiron for what crazy amount to newcastle and uh and we've seen even big guys right like uh, ezequiel blanco like you know this guy that was supposed to be the next messi like the thousand <laughs> yeah. next messi that it's in the world but but the guy didn't pan out and he ended up going back to uh argentina or no 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 he went to brazil i think but um, yeah, it's just it's sad that it's good to be able to see a league that is growing and, you know, not necessarily. And it's funny because at work, I, I talk to a lot of guys that are much older than me and they tell me, you know, 30, 40, 30 years ago, they kept saying how the soccer was going to be this big thing and they still don't see it. But as it follows the leagues, I mean, you know, obviously we know the MLS is only what, 25, 26 years old, but just how, you know, advanced you know whether it be uh stadiums that are just soccer specific or training facilities i think it's just catching on and as much as you know we were all in a way would want to see you know uh the relegation system uh happen we're not there yet but there is a ton of teams all around you know the u.s obviously with the different tiers that are out there whether it be the usl usl2 uh, and so forward. But I think to answer your question, I think whenever players in Liga MX or before just deciding to go Liga MX, now MLS has to be like up there too as a as a destination. Also, when you when you see like for example, you mentioned New York City and their whole you know affiliation thing that they have going on with all these clubs. Uh, Austin just signed like a little contract whatever thing with PSV, I think from, from uh, the Netherlands. And then you see like, for example, premier league in America, it's giant, right? They even have shows where, where they like, you know, they, they do like live shows or whatever. 
you know, they have the cup and I know this and that. And like all these, you know, English teams come to America to do the, their preseason, their tours and stuff like that. And you see the relationship between the MLS and the Premier League kind of growing. You know, it's kind of like little brother, you know, you know, big brother being the Premier League, of course. And then the MLS kind of like showing them along is like, you know, especially a war these... over this, man. The American Revolution. Don't get us back there. Don't get us back there. <laughs> and we, we won at the end. Or there's I, a, I say there's a lot of there's a lot of American owners in the Premier League now, that, too, which yeah, is. Yeah. And like they're that. ruining the league, man. They're <laughs> so, just ruining the league. They are. I mean, we who doesn't want an all star game? The North versus the South. I mean, it's very <laughs> American. <laughs> We had uh, that here. We know what happened, but I mean, I want to see different. the goalie wars in the Premier League and the shoot passing thing that Hector Herrera did. Emmy, Emmy Martinez would win. I mean, shootouts, yeah. man. He'll be he'll just dance and just get you nervous, <laughs> and that's it. But uh, but yeah, but I mean, those things are you know I think people outside of you know the MLS, like you know South American, Central American guys that want to make that jump into Europe, they see that they see that the MLS. You know, little by little, it's starting to like grow, you know, in the world, you know, especially with all these, you know, branding, marketing. I mean, the United States is known to like, you know, paint something very pretty and make it look amazing and just kind of showcase it all over the world. Right. I mean, that's what America does, you know, shiny lights and, and bright stars and, and everybody's going to be attracted to it. So, I mean, I think that in, you know, soccer in the United States, it's it's going that way, too. You know, it's going to be commercialized. And people know that the eyes are going to be in this league, you know, especially with all these deals with like Apple and like all these things that are coming to the league and what the league is doing, you know, as a brand, you know, as the MLS. And I think, you know, if these people are smart, you know, Liga MX is doing kind of the same thing. But if you look at it now, Liga MX is like literally copying and pasting what is turning MLS into the MLS, right? Yeah. Because they see that that is working. They see that the, you know, commercializing the league and doing this and doing that. You know, we were talking about, you know, earlier today about these random ass cups that the Mexican teams and the MLS teams are just yeah. pulling out their ass, you know, it's like, oh, Copa de Leche, you know, like, like it's like, <laughs> it's like, you know, it's like, well, we, who's free uh, the weekend of the 30th? Okay. Yeah. Who uh, is America? to make a couple million dollars? Anybody? Yeah. It's like Cincinnati is free. Uh, Cincinnati uh, Tigres. It's like, who cares? You know, let's just put them out there, you know? Yeah. I mean, Univision is going to pick it up either way. So, you know, it's one of those things. So, I mean, if those guys are smart and, and obviously everybody nowadays, not only not only like soccer is the thing, but also money and a bunch of these guys want the money and, and everything that comes with it. And they're going to be looking at the MLS. I mean, I, I, I mean, you see the MLS, like for example, the like Portland Timbers just signed like a 18 year old Argentinian not too long ago, or he's young, very young, but you know, they're trying to, they're starting to get like these young kids that are going to be stars, you know, in South America. And they try to bring them. I mean, look at, look at the dynamo. Tiaguinho, Quinones, you know, these kids that supposed, you know, supposed to be turning into something in the near future and their leagues, they're bringing them here so they can kind of polish them, make them look pretty and then kind of make a profit out of them. So, I mean, I think we're, we're heading there. Yeah. I mean, there, there used to be the retirement league, right? I mean, apart from Bell, that is probably ready to play some golf more than soccer. I mean, I think 
it has on, changed tremendously. On, on workout years, it's become the, the workout league. Like, this is where you come get your reps in, you know, yeah. for, for the workout. <laughs> this is where you stay active. But, Rodrigo, anything you want to add, man? Yeah, dude. MLS is the best league for the players to come here. You get Christmas, New Year's, all that off. Of course. Yeah. I'm just kidding. But um, I think they need to figure the schedule. <laughs> I feel like they need to actually do it like the rest of the world. <laughs> That, but that's what makes it special you know i was always against it but now seattle proved that it doesn't matter dude they can beat mexico when you know the team no but that see that matters because when you look at the teams that qualify they qualify like their last two three season teams and you know we're talking about like semesters i guess or whatever you want to call it spring fall so those teams that they play they're not at their best so i feel like to an extent they're not does the wash current like it's yeah it breaks even of like you know new mls gets a fresh team the league uh, mx they have a you know not so good team I yeah guess. and i, I think what, I mean, what people don't realize like uh that pumas you know obviously puma was the one that lost to seattle pumas is looked down on because they lost to an american team they're like, what the hell's wrong with you? You know, we're not inviting like you. To, we're not inviting you to Christmas anymore. Like, what is wrong with you? Like, <laughs> how do you lose to an American team? If we could, but like, you know, relegate you, we would. But granted, you're a big team. Atlas, Atlas right, just right. lost to New York. Yeah, right. But look at those two teams. They only have two win wins this season. Yeah, Atlas is awful. They. So they, like I feel won like two this. championships back to back, and they were like Oprah, you know, they were just selling player left and right, and you get my best player, and you get my best player, and it was it was a big auction happening, man, for sure. But you know, obviously, we don't have any predictions to talk about since we again we won't have a game anytime soon, and I just keep moving my hands because I don't know why. And, What's the uh, over and under at a place? <laughs> hey, well. How many game minutes? I say he. More. I say he misses Nashville. He plays against the Galaxy. Okay. He's got a rest after the Mex playing with Mexico, so he misses Nashville, and then he plays. No, no, no. Against... no. I, I meant like Nash, national team Mexico. Oh, with the Mexican <laughs> over oh. under. Oh, he ninety plays. minutes. He probably plays <laughs> every match. Yeah. Yeah, he plays. How many do more than ninety minutes? Is it two or three? It's probably two, right? Well, it's two. I think it's two. We're yeah. playing Peru and then um, Colombia. We do have two big games this weekend, though, as far as Houston. We do. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dash, dash uh, home home regular dash, season finale. Game and, uh, and Dose in the playoffs. And the only one that said they were going to lose against Chicago was Dustin. So, you know. I did. I was going for the reverse jinx. I'm just going to yeah. fight, man. <laughs> working pretty often, for sure. And then. Well, I guess before we close out, uh, you know, obviously, Christian, you wrote that uh, piece on on that, or what's it, Tuesday for the Dynamo Dose. We were there for the game. You want to give like a little, you know, a minute. I know that a minute is not probably long enough for you yeah, uh, to, to explain all this. <laughs> but yeah, go for it, man. Just kind of what we saw. Rodrigo, keep it, keep it clean, bro. Keep it clean. Time we'll be surprised. <laughs> yes, four kids. <laughs> bro, a minute goes a long way, let me tell you. Uh, okay, but yeah, let's get into the game. 
Uh, no, I mean, it was a Texas Derby. I mean, what else do you want, right? I mean, it was a nice matchup. The fans were there for the first time ever. Well, not for the first time ever, but, you know, they went to the first game. Uh, a lot of the search guys, people, not guys, guys and girls. Uh, and then uh, and then El Batazón also showed up with the instruments. So, obviously, the environment was completely different. I think it pumped up the kids a little bit. And I mean, they got a two-zero win. I think they they ran over uh, North Texas, aka Dallas, aka South Oklahoma. And I mean, it was an easy win, somewhat of an easy win, in, in my uh, in my view. And I mean, this is where it really starts. This is where we get to see if whatever Kenny Bundy put in them and whatever Daniel Roberts Roberts can uh, continue. You know, the same mindset of, of being a winning team and. And having that winning culture that you know everybody keeps. Well, to about. be honest, he lost the first game that he was in, so <laughs> did he? Well, uh, yeah, he wasn't at the second one that they won. So yeah, so might as well just keep. Uh, you know, shout out to Daniel Rodgers, just stay in the bench or just <laughs> go home. <laughs> no, but I mean, uh, as a team, they're they're pretty solid. Uh, obviously, competition is going to be very very strong. Uh, they're going to a place where they lost last time they went, if I'm not mistaken. So it's going to be an interesting uh, way. But, I mean, it, the playoffs are playoffs. You know, they're they're different. They're win or go home. So you're going to have to leave it all on the field. And I think they, they have a pretty good team. So if they can get their shit together, basically, and, you know, just have a good game, they could beat any team in the, in the league, honestly. They're pretty solid. So Yeah. And people keep asking, I'm like, when's the final? When's the final? Guys, we need to win our game so first. The final. Yeah. It's not a big deal right oh, yeah, now. This, what we is it, Saturday, 7.30? Yeah, uh, yeah 7.30. No, it's 9.30 on a Sunday. Uh, Sunday. It's West. Sunday at 9.30, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. So another one of those long nights. Fake news. Sure. Fake news. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> don't misinform the people, man. Dash Saturday night, those Sunday night. That's yeah, what so, yeah. uh, Dustin, man, if you can tell us a little bit of uh, that game, uh, and, and, and what section do you sit in? Because I'm going with my daughter. So let me know. I I'm usually like in 103, whatever's right over there by the press box. Oh, he Dustin oh, nice. is an official season ticket holder. Oh, yeah, for the Let's 2023 go. season, which is great. Juan Carlos called me up personally. And <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. No, uh, yeah, that was a huge win for them in Chicago. Obviously, uh, Chicago had been in really good form. They just crushed Kansas City like in midweek. And uh, Mal Pugh had been like scoring on everyone. She scored four goals, I think, in the first two games. She played the dash this year. And so um, they held her scoreless, held Chicago to, I think, one shot on goal. And uh, Ebony Salmon, just doing what Ebony Salmon does, 1-0. There's some big games. Uh, well, it'll be today when you're listening to this, Wednesday night. There's a bunch of games in NWSL. The dash don't play, but there's a bunch of games. There's still, I think, eight teams fighting for six playoff spots. Um, so it's it's going to be very interesting. Uh, Dash have rain at home on Saturday, and then they go to Washington, I think, on the last day. So uh, first play, they've never made the playoffs. I know that that's like come up a million times. First playoff, first playoffs. They're almost there. They can clinch tomorrow or today when you're listening to this if some things happen. So uh, we'll see. I don't want to jinx anything. Yeah, no, it, it, it's yeah. We have to see a game, game, see every game, man, because that's the only way. We've seen it a couple of times. We were super, super close last season. We were what out? We were supposed to tie, or and we lost and we're out by a point. So 
hopefully things are looking better. Obviously, those in the playoffs, dash in the playoffs would be great. And maybe next season we can see the Dynamo in 12th place. Whoop, whoop. And uh, Rodrigo, <laughs> anything anything you want to add, man? Very positive. Uh, just so we can close this out. We covered everything, I think. So, yeah, yeah, I think that was, a pretty, that was pretty good, man. So I guess, Christian, man, tell the people where they can find us. Ah, oh, shit. Uh, you can find Rudy Segura at Rudy Segura 03. You can find Rodrigo Rodrigo 1, I think. Zero 01. No, Rodrigo, Rodrigo Segura 01, Rudy Segura 3. There you go. You can uh, find Dustin somewhere in Friendswood area. Uh, I think that's where he stays. Lake City, yeah. Lake, Lake City, close enough. Uh, Dustin Richardson with a Y and no S. No O. Um, no. That's what I meant. Just I meant tweet, just tweet Dynamo Three, and I'll <laughs> I'll answer you. Yes, yeah. there you go. Go uh, talk shit to him. Literally, do add Dynamo Theory, and then do is this Dustin question mark, and then see what he replies. <laughs> exactly. Do that if you do that. Uh, if you're still listening to this and you do that, I will uh, reply to you. Yeah, personally. <laughs> there you go. So add Dynamo Theory on Instagram and Twitter, DynamoTheory.com, and you can find everything, anything, and all the content there. Uh, if not, you can just uh, catch, go catch the games, you know, watch them on TV or actually go to the stadium. So we'll see you uh, this weekend coming up for the Dash. If not, go October 9 for the Dynamo. If not, hopefully we'll get to see the Dynamo those play some, hopefully at home, which I don't think they, they can mm-hmm. because of their positioning. But, you know, why not dream? We can dream, man. And uh, yeah, make sure too. Yeah, wait, 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 wait. I was just going to give a little shout out. You know, Christian was in the Glenn Davis show. So make sure you check that out too. And uh, Rodrigo, if you want to close it out, put him on the spot. (laughs) All right, guys. Um, Again, Houston fans, thank you for listening. And remember to hold it down and keep it forever boring. Let's go. Christian, the anti Columbian. Yeah.